Thanks for listening to the Swearing In Podcast, where you'll hear the origin stories of those who chose to serve. So ground your gear, take a seat, and listen up. The Swearing In Podcast starts right now. I'm an Air Force Airman. I'm an Air Force Airman. Just a falling from the sky. Just a falling from the sky. I'm an Air Force Airman. I'm an Air Force Airman. Just a falling from the sky. Just a falling from the sky. Just a little, a little, hey. a little rock and roll. Just a little, woo. Hello hey. and welcome to everyone listening out there. This is the Swearing In Podcast, and I am your host, Marty Smith. Today, my guest is former Air Force A1C Shelly Perez. Shelly grew up in Tampa, Florida. Upon graduating high school in 1986, she went to work for GTE Phone Company. After a few years and wanting to try something different, she joined the Air Force. In 1989, she swore in at the St. Petersburg MEP station and went off to basic training as an ADR specialist. Her tech school was at Lowry Air Force Base, Colorado, and her first assignment was to Upper Hayford, England with the 55th Fighter Squadron. A1C Perez exited active duty in 1991. Now, this concludes your pre-brief on A1C Shelly Perez, so let's get on with the interview. Joining me today is former Air Force A1C Shelly Perez. Shelly, thanks for taking the time and thanks for letting me get your story today. <laughs> My pleasure. Um, so where did you grow up, Shelly? Uh, Tampa, Florida. Graduated when? Uh, Nineteen eighty-six. So, what was the what was the plan at graduation? It wasn't. Did you join right after you graduated? I did not. I actually worked for the phone company and had a couple girlfriends, lived with them, and there was no plan. There was just figuring it out. What what was it, what phone company was it? GTE at the time. GTE. Wow. Yes, that's how long ago that was. <laughs> and you were just working out of Tampa. I was. Just figuring it out. So how many years did you do that for? I probably three. Okay. Yeah. So how did the military start being uh, an option? Uh, it came about, honestly, because I needed to change my situation at the time. A lot of partying, a lot of friends, a lot yeah. of in and out, and just needed something more. That's a familiar story if you listen yeah. to to all the podcasts, yeah. Um, but what, uh, I mean, your brother was in, right? My brother, my other stepbrother, my stepfather, a lot of family members in. Did anybody, did they come and talk to you and go, hey, why don't you try military? No, no, not really. But I had always followed them, like really okay. interested in what they did and all the places they got to visit and just everything about it. Do you remember what put your what put the idea in your head to go? Maybe I could join. Uh, no, other than I knew there was no way to get out of here on my oh. own. Yeah, yeah, sure. I wanted to go and see and do, and didn't know a quicker, easier way to do it. Yeah, it's not easy when you're looking around. It's like, hey, what company will send me overseas? It's like, yeah, zero, and none. that's <laughs> my wish list. That was. 
the very first thing. I said, anything overseas. That's all, all right. I wanted. So how did you do it? Did you go down to the recruiters? I did. I went down to a place here, Brandon, and I went to them, you know, talked. I think I went back like three or four times until I convinced myself I could do this. Oh, really? Yeah. It wasn't a, oh, let's go gung-ho. Yeah, yeah. It took a little bit. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're not motivated by, you want to kill terrorists. You're motivated by different things. And uh, so that that gives you a little apprehension when they first start laying it out for you, I guess. Yeah, it did. Was it always Air Force that you were looking at? Uh, It was the, well, I won't, I won't say yes. I actually considered (laughs) Army as well. Okay. But it was, it was a lot of Air Force because I had so many family members in it. Sure. And it's amazing how much of a difference uh, a recruiter can make. When they're all just like lined up against the walls, like which four do I want to talk to? You know, I don't remember his name because we're going back some time, but it, I think that really did make a difference because he told me because I didn't really know what I wanted to do or and he kind of helped me in that field. So did you take the ASVAB or did you sign the contract and then go take the ASVAB? I took the ASVAB. How'd you do it? I did good. Yeah. It was pretty easy. It's a lot of common sense, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think your brother Eric had the same sentiment. Uh, no. Of course, he was an Air Force cop, so you know that, that kind of tells you what it is, right? <laughs> um, okay, so now he's going to offer you some kind of job, right? Right. What was he putting in front of you? Uh, Everything from cook to <laughs> military police. To, yeah. I came across the job myself and questioned him about it because he kind of put lists out there and here are some categories. And I saw this one and really got intrigued. Well, of course, and they're always motivated by uh, whatever recruiting command tells them, hey, we need these jobs filled. So push these jobs. Yeah. Um, yeah. And fortunately, you were a little bit older, a little bit smarter to go, hey, I think I, I don't I don't want the first thing that you're pushing at me. I want to get something else. Yeah, I was about 21 at this point. I had a okay. little bit of experience. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes a big difference, I think. Yeah. OK, so where'd you where'd you swear in at then? Uh, in St. Pete. Oh, wow. St. Pete. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's right there, right? Yeah. Is is that where you went to MEPS, too? Yes. Yeah. And did you do a a contract with a guaranteed job? Yes, I did. And that job was armament delivery and recovery? It was listed as an ADR specialist, yes. Oh, my God. What intrigued you about that job? Well, when I found out that not only I got to deal with film and photography and base photography, I got to go and deal with the F-111s and meet the pilots and God, everything is. about that was interesting to me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right. So how long before you went off to basic? Uh what did you, were you a delayed entry or? Uh, I was, I okay. was, I actually went to basic right away, but I was not in uniform. I was there, I guess they called us rainbows at the time. And I was there in civilian clothes on another flight. God, probably two, three weeks early. Oh no. Yeah. So I got to sit there and grunt through that until my flight got there. And then I got to join. Oh, that's why you're doing all the busy work. That's where you get to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So what year did you swear in then? Uh, like 80, 80, 80, 88? No, no. I signed in 80, probably 89. Okay. The beginning of 89. Yeah. I don't know exactly. It's been a while. Did they, where did, where was your MEPS at? It was at St. Pete, right? Did it was. They, did they put you up overnight? Uh, no, because it's like 30 minutes from my mom's Okay, so you get to go home? Yeah, I could drive home. So what did you, what did your parents say when you got back? Or were they surprised by it? Or had they already known you were talking about it? No, my mother pretty much knew I was thinking about it. And she thought yeah. it was a good idea to get away from the friends. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> she right. wasn't really keen at me leaving, but yeah. She was the excited. bad influences you got to yes. get away from. Into a whole bunch of other bad influences, probably. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you're off off to basic. They uh, they fly you out there? They do. And you stayed for three, like three weeks. Oh. I I want to say at least two. I don't remember exactly, but I remember it feeling like it was a very long time. Either way, that's the lowest of the low. You don't even have a flight yet. You don't. And you're walking around in civilian clothes and your only name is Rainbow and you really have no purpose <laughs> in life. And you're like, why am I here? I hope this gets better. <laughs> had you ever been to Texas before? Never. Never. What, what part of the year did you go? Uh, it was hot. Oh. It was getting hotter because I, I, well, the nights were cold. So it had maybe early, maybe. Yeah, maybe March. the spring, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, had to be getting time changing, I guess. So uh, obviously you had your brothers. Anybody prep you for what you were going to see in basic? No. No? <laughs> My yeah. brother was in finding his own way. So he wasn't readily available to be questioned. Oh, man. <laughs> What what did you think? I mean, walking in, uh, I didn't fit in right away. Yeah, very opinionated, very loud, very strong willed. <laughs> but I found my place quickly and quietly uh, in the corner. Oh, <laughs> you're one of those women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, but that's it, but that's a lot of the people who go in, though. You know, I I think I had a leg up because I was a little more athletic. Oh yeah, as far as uh, yeah, we have quite a few girls that just couldn't handle the pressure of every day. Yeah. You know, of being screamed at or oh, yeah. that yeah. really didn't bother me. I had an older brother that got me through that one. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was used to it. So what you said you were athletic. So uh, the running, all that stuff was pretty easy for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Colorado is inadvertently where we ended up. The altitude got me, but other than that little stint there, Texas was pretty simple. Oh, right. pretty, pretty similar to Florida in that regard. So yeah, the weather didn't bother me there. Now, was it, I mean, they still had, were you an all female flight at that time? We were. How were those interactions? <sighs> I, <laughs> I never I'm get, speaking, I never get much. I know the guy's reactions, but since I'm talking to a male, I don't know if you'll understand this, but Women, oh, are mean. Oh. <laughs> women are mean women are mean women are very territorial very my friend you can't have her it was not easy oh, wow. it, it wasn't easy I, I won't lie i i left having a lot of good friends but the beginning was not simple at all really yeah that's interesting because i you know the all all the all the male stories are you know it's it's roostering right it's just just mm -hmm. bumping and all that stuff but uh Interesting how the the females are the same, just in a different, more 
psychological way. Yeah. Oh, she thinks she's great or, you know, <laughs> she thinks she's too good for us or all the old. Yeah. Women are not kind. For you the had a, how was your BMT instructor? Uh, he was aggressive. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. He was pretty in your face. Could make any of the girls cry on just one scream. Really? <laughs> yeah. He was intense. Um, do you have anybody, I mean, how was those first, how was that first week? A lot of people want to quit. A lot of people are like, why did I do this? I, I want to get out of here. We actually lost, I think four right off the bat. Whoa. I, I remember it being quite a few, three, three or four roughly just couldn't handle the pressure. A lot of crying. Mm. It was a mistake. I got to go home. Oh, jeez. Oh yeah. It, it was kind of hard. I mean, you know what, you know what happens, but when you hear it, uh, when you hear the stories of actually seeing it happen, you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot. That's, you know, because they take people from all different backgrounds and some of them aren't ready for that. No, no. And honestly, you you have to be, I don't, I don't know, you have to be even tempered and you have to be willing to know it's not personal. And I think a lot of right. people took things personal and. Oh yeah. Yeah. Instead of realizing it was just a means to an end, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's the big game. And uh, maybe if your brothers had helped you out with that advice, maybe that would have been There's <laughs> lacking. <laughs> How'd you do a basic, uh, any ropes or any kind of undergrad or anything? I, I did pretty good. I yeah? won't lie. I was a little mouthy. I kind of <laughs> pushed into the road guard status as a way of getting me back. Oh, yeah. Uh, lucky, lucky you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Still haunts me. Uh, <laughs> I do remember having to do the obstacle course. Everybody got to wear tennis shoes, and he forced me to wear combat boots because, once again, I was a little mouthy. I won't say I never deserved it. I deserved it. <laughs> but you but made it through. through it. I got through it. Yeah. That makes you even tougher than those other girls. <laughs> tougher or dumber? I should have just well, said that. You were forced to be tougher because you were dumber. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> um, okay. So you graduate and you're off to your tech school, which is where? In Denver. <clears throat> At Lowry. At Lowry. Right? Yeah. And never been to Colorado. Never been. So what did you say? When did you feel the effects of that altitude? I felt it immediately. You oh, you don't did? Come, yeah, you don't come from below sea level your entire life. To <laughs> yeah, that's true. That means I had constant nosebleeds. It was a mess. Oh, geez. Wow. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, t- you know, they come up and they say, oh, I feel fine. But it, it, it like whiplashes on them in two or three days. But you said yeah. you felt it right away. Huh? I felt it immediately. Yeah. Oh, it, it was hard. Sure, <laughs> that mile and a half a day, kind of. Yeah, that's <laughs> it not. Took that's a little bit to get going. Right. How was your tech school? Was uh, it what you thought it would be? It was. There was only three of us in class. My the job was kind of, you know. Yeah. It was little. <laughs> it's not a right. major career field. So there was only three of us. So it was very. It was good because there were only three. So you got a lot of attention. What was the course consists of what was the training the course is pretty much learn your camera learn your film like i said we did 35 mil we've done kb18 we did quite a bit of different stuff how it works how to run the versamat how to 
just equipment usage, you know, um, ratios. And... Did you go into like framing shots and stuff like that? No, no. Oh, no. No. <laughs> oh, so it was just technical stuff. Well, my end of it, I was simply developing other people's shots. So oh, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, like, so I didn't get to play with their shot. I just had to show them how bad it was. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, here's your thumb. That's not good. Your, yeah. <laughs> so uh, you did all like black room stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, or dark room. Sorry. Not black yeah. Room. yeah. Um, when did you graduate from tech school? Do you remember? Uh, tech school wasn't but three months. I couldn't tell you a date, honestly. It so. Was, was short and sweet. Yeah. And your uh, when they tell you your first assignment. Uh I remember sitting in a classroom of sorts and them asking what your preference was. And I remember filling out the sheet asking for anything overseas, but I don't remember being told. I just remember being so excited I called my parents. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm going. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, to England. So you're your first assignment was you said to Upper Hayford, England, right? Yes, sir. And it's and it's not there anymore. What was it by? I mean, for, uh, it's for about, a common man who would know. It's literally less than thirty minutes from Oxford. Oh, jeez, how yeah. beautiful! I guess it right? was very beautiful. It was countryside, pretty much in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> a oh, lot of geez. back roads that's where you learn to drive on black eyes <laughs> oh yeah yeah upper hayford there's a lower hayford there was a lower there, hayford there is a lower and upper hayford yeah um there's bister uh there's quite a few around there can't think of any more were you an a1c when you stepped there stepped off mm. the plane there no 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 you're an airman basic well i didn't know you know some people get credits for or some people get ranked for this i got all. no credit <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair i think i was lucky to get there so you're just a a, a one striper i am a nobody oh stepping, you're slick step, i am stepping into nowhere going okay what now what <laughs> wow <laughs> a mouthy slick sleeve <laughs> a silly girl yes what's your duties I meet a sergeant by the name of Mark. I don't remember his last name. He is leaving. He is literally moving out of there. And I get a crash course and how this is going to happen. And I go to the flight line and I see the 111s and I start meeting pilots and I get the rundown of what and where. And it, it all starts there. The yeah. camera mag training and. So, and for those who are listening, the F-111 um, was, I mean, there was a lot of variants of it, but they called it the aardvark for its nose, right? And the nose held all that uh, sensor equipment, I believe, in it. Yeah, in the front. Yeah, it did. Um, I didn't know it was called the aardvark, but yes, all the equipment was in the front. I, I don't know if that was a popular <laughs> name, but it's <laughs> it says it on Wikipedia, so. Okay. Sounds <laughs> but good. It, uh, but it does have that weird, long, distinct nose. And I yes, think it was yes. used as fighter bomber, recon, a whole bunch of different uh, electronic warfare. So um, do you remember the role of the F-111 that were there at Upper Hayford? Uh, I don't know their particular role. I do know 
all the sortie missions they flew, the nighttime flights, all that's mainly all I dealt with. So what? No, I don't. I, so, I dealt with the 55th Fighter Squadron is what I knew. Okay. Is that who you were assigned to, the 55th Fighter Squadron? I, I went to all, but that's the one I remember spending most of my time in. Okay. So your job was when they were coming back, you were taking the film? I would literally, I would get in my truck, I'd drive the flight line, go to the squadron. All the pilots would come off and bring their camera mag. They'd pull their mags off the 111, bring them in. I would then download them, which you spin them up, you open them up, you spin them up and put them in their canisters. And I brought them all back with me. And then I'd spend the rest of the day developing all their missions. Wow. And I would have to tell them, look, you missed your sortie here. You didn't hit. You're this far off. This is where it landed. And I'd give them back all their information. Was there like a formal brief that you had to present to them? Or was it just kind of casual one-on-one thing? Uh, Pretty casual. Actually, I, they flew constantly. So oh, this yeah. was a daily, daily thing. It couldn't get too formal for yeah. as much as they were doing. So I didn't know if the colonel would call you in. It's like, okay, let us know how they did. No, I would get that from my master sergeant every so often is how's it going? What's it look like? Yeah. 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 Well, cause they're going to get, they're going to get feedback into their performance based on that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you were an important person to know. Uh, I don't know if I was important. <laughs> uh, I thought it was interesting. I, I really love the job. Um, so this is 89, right? We're yeah. rolling into 90. Right. And then uh, 90, of course, that was Hussein's invasion of Kuwait, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what happened to the base? My God, because they, they flew a ton of stuff out of. They did. We had we had a lot of visitors. We had a lot of RAF guys. We had a lot of visitors. I don't know from that aspect. Like I don't know, you know, strategic wise. But yeah, I do right. remember having a lot of RAF there. What did you? What were you thinking uh, when that whole thing happened? I do remember doing a lot of mask training. Oh yeah, that's right. Huh? Yeah, I remember the bunkers and hold it and burning eyes and don't oh. breathe. And I do remember doing a lot of it. Yeah. That was horrible. Yeah. Did your duties change at all? Uh, Other than getting duties, more busy? Uh, <laughs> uh, they broadened a little bit because we did a lot of base photography too. We had, you know, any fatalities, anything of mm. question. I would, I sometimes go out with our base photographer, Sergeant Jenkins. And, you know, we would, I would go out with her and watch her do her thing. And did the squadron deploy out of uh, Upper Hayford, or did they just fly missions out of there? I don't know if they ever deployed. I don't. I want to say no. Okay. But again, I wouldn't swear to it. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Tell me about your time in England. There has to be some good times. There had to be some stories there, right? Yeah, a lot of interesting times. A lot. A lot of. Well, a lot of traveling. I. I you know. Get on the get on the subway and go to London and just a lot of figuring things out. Did you, you know? go to uh, Europe very often? Uh, I, well, you got to remember I'm an airman at this point. I, yeah. Nobody. Right. I know there's no, no money, no yeah, accessible right. car, no driving. Right. So it's pretty much whoever went somewhere and they invite it. You went. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> so if there was a concert going on or, you know, something happening, you would go. Yeah. 
Who'd you see over there, concert-wise? Uh, I saw Bon Jovi at Mildenhall. Really? Yeah. They flew in in a helicopter. It was like, literally, it looked like Woodstock in Europe version. Oh, <laughs> man. Just all out on the grass everywhere. I went with, like, a friend of mine uh, rented a bus, and we loaded, like, 12 people into that bus. Really? Yeah, and just spent the day. Was it, uh, it wasn't like a USO concert, was it? No, 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 no. Oh, so you had to pay for it. Boom. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't. I had a nice gentleman do that for me. but <laughs> Well, sm- smartly played. Well, you got to um, remember in Europe, I think there's like one guy for every, or one woman for every 20 men. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> there's not a lot of them over there. What, uh, you know, uh, there's always a thing for accents over here in the States. Was there the same kind of reverse thing over there for the English or for the Euros for somebody like you? I was lost. Oh, yeah. I, I was lost. I remember venturing out with a couple of friends and going, we stopped. We saw a sign that said barbecue chicken. Okay. <laughs> Didn't think there could be much, you know, yeah. too much damage with that. Uh, it was an Indian restaurant. Oh, no. Yeah, I I can chuckle now because I know the difference, but didn't know then. And every drink came out with no ice, so everything was warm. Everything was lukewarm, you know, and the chicken was about as hot as you could possibly stand it. The meat was literally just saturated red, and I'm like, I'm starving, I'm scared, but I got to eat. Yeah, right. That was the worst mistake of my life. It wasn't like a curry chicken or anything. It was, it was, it, yes. Yes, it was oh, intense. No. It was intense. <laughs> so it made sp- for a very long ride back. So you're sweating for the next two, three hours because oh, of that. profusely. It was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. What's your proudest moment then in the service? I would say my proudest would be I made it through basic training. Yeah, it sounds like it. And it sounds like you did well. Oh, uh, I, I skipped over a lot of horrible basic training stories for you. So, yeah, I think I'm I'm most impressed that I got through it. It is an accomplishment. It's not as tough when you look back at it because you made it through it. Yeah. But at the time, even when you're older, you're like, geez, I don't want to. You know, I'm a young 21-year-old. The, granted, it's not SEAL training. No, but for somebody no. who is never in that environment, never with that person, nose to nose with you, just screaming bloody murder, right. how useless you are, you know, the girls taking their pot shots and their turns at you because oh, nobody's really bonding at this moment. Yeah. It, it got pretty rough there for a little bit. Yeah, we sure. We had some people try to end their lives. We had oh, a lot no. of issues in that flight. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, like middle of night, they wake everyone up and it's like, oh, yeah, like in the bathroom with a big razor. Oh, geez. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, some of them just couldn't handle the pressure at all. I thought I handled it pretty well compared to some, but sure. And that's, and that's part of the success of getting through some of that training and, and getting jammed in with a whole bunch of people you don't know from all different types of backgrounds, Absolutely, all different personalities. And you have the unknown that you're pushing forward into. So it makes it. Just well, like, you have you don't have your own identity. You're literally your name. You're just you know either where you're hell from or your last name. You don't have an identity. You're yeah. simply one more peon in the group of peons, and 
trying to establish something was hard. Yeah. And you have to, and, and I, you know, my, my hat's off to it. Everybody, you know, I went through uh jump school and those who know, it's like jump school is not that hard. I was like, well, it scared the crap out of me when I was I there. I got to say, it sounds pretty intense to I, me. It, it was jumping, but uh, at the same time, you don't know what the next day is. Yeah. You know, and you don't know if yeah. you're going to make it through the next run or, or whatever it is. And then gradually you start building on those successes and you come out of that stronger. Uh, but there are some that don't. There are some that, I, you know, that I honestly, that. I think you have to go through this little rite of passage to appreciate the service when you do get out. Absolutely. I, I praise it all the time. I think everybody at eight sheet teams should like have to go in and serve two years. It wouldn't be and, a bad thing if we had that mandatory service like you Israel. Know, maybe there'd know. be a little less flower flag burning and stuff today. I, I think so. I think and, yeah. and there'd be a lot more common experience with everybody. But yeah. that's that's why I try to not lose these stories, and that's why that's one of the reasons I do this podcast is to go. Well, hey, that, I think that's very important. You know, we all we all did the same push up, we all did the same sit up, mm-hmm. <laughs> we all had the or same. Lack of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we all we all had the we same hat in our face. <laughs> yeah, we all tried. We all sweated. Yeah. You know, I I I thought it was interesting. The you know the biggest thing. Because when you're at the beginning of the day, you're like, oh, I can take this. But when you get tired, that's when you really find yeah. out about yourself oh, yeah. and others. Yeah. And that's when, when that you climb that, you climb that last wall and you're like, I can't get over this. And right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Sure. What stories do you miss? I know you got more. Yeah, I've got plenty. <laughs> I'm trying to be non-discriminatory here. No, <laughs> be discriminatory. Those, those make for the best stories. Uh, So once you actually, as a female, to me, anyway, I can't speak for all, just my experience. Once you get out of the military side of it, so to speak, you're out of the push-ups and the running and the, you know, once you settle into your role and your job, being a woman on that base, and I say woman loosely, I'm like 21, being on a base filled with men, you are overwhelmed. Really? You're overwhelmed because there was a lot of hitting on you, a lot of approaching, a lot of yeah, constantly. A lot of oh, you have no idea by the by the pilots, by you know coworkers, people on base and the dorms. I mean, it was just twenty four seven in your face, and that was hard. You know, I guess you hear you hear stories about it, uh, but I. You know, talking with you, I, I guess I never really had that perspective. So that's interesting. Well, that 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 was a big deal because, like I say, you're 21. You you know, you're not <laughs> you're not hideous. You know, so <laughs> you're going to get attention. Sure, and sure. Sometimes not all the best attention. I might add, it can become it can get away from you. You know, yeah. I'd like to say we all handled it amazingly well, but I'd be lying. I mean, so I had dorms, you know, with multiple girls and all of them had issues. Yeah, sure. Sure. I had a friend of mine who was in the army and she, and she went over to Brussels and she only stayed in for one in one tour as well, because she went over there and she was like, nobody's watching out for me. The army sucks, you know, then, and, and she's like, an, you, I, I kind of understand that. That's not why I got out, but I, I can see that happening. Because you're, 
once again, you're 21, you're in a different country. It's yeah. not like you can run home and cry on mom's shoulder and go back the next day and handle it. You, True. you have to take it. And you don't want to go to somebody whining, oh, they're picking on me, but because nobody cares. It's, it's a well, and, yeah, right. deal with it situation. And, and, you know, the military now does a lot of things, or, or, or at least over the last 20 years, they, they've tried to transition in, into this be a mentor kind of thing, the yeah. mentality. I don't think you need a mentor. I think you need somebody in your corner. Well, you know? yeah, because I don't think somebody taking care of your problems for you is going to do anybody any good. Right. Because there's going to be another problem. There's going to be another situation. Sure. And if you don't learn how to get through it or handle it or deal with it. Yeah. You know, it's not doing you any good. And sometimes you need somebody to just like check you on the shoulder and go, hey, look, keep your head up. You're doing yeah. fine. And that, yeah. that, and sometimes that's all it takes. You're like, thanks. You know, that's the, that's one of the first times I got to appreciate the other women I was assigned with or I shared a dorm room with. Once you get out of basic, the the, the competition part of it's done. Oh, really? Just, you're just existing now. Yeah. You know, you're yeah, living sure. together. So you can get more friends and get a little more intimate and, you know what I mean? And, and yeah. be more personable yeah. with each other. And, and it got a little easier, but I remember getting both of us getting through it by doing that very thing. Like you're okay. You can deal with it. Or it, that's, that's sometimes that's all it takes. Are you still friends with her today? I um, sadly, I've not talked to her since we oh, did yeah. talk quite a sometimes bit it, immediately yeah. after, but no, no, it's we're, hard we're to going it's hard back to 30 plus years. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, and then family comes and then, you know, you, oh, know, yeah. you drift away, but uh, yeah. Um, but you remember those experiences and they're important. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What yeah. would you uh uh come and tell me your best story as as ribald as it can be. Tell me your tell me the best story you got from the military. Uh, your brother says you got tons of stories. You know. <laughs> I'm sitting here blushing and you can't even see. Uh I I most of mine are dating stories. They're they're oh, horrible. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I dated a pilot and it was not a good situation. And wow. and unfortunately he passed away in a mission, a nighttime flight mission. Oh, you I kidding. had to cover it. Oh no, really. So I'm not mentioning names, of course. Yeah, sure, sure. He was also from Florida, Pensacola. Uh he was a first lieutenant. Yeah. And of course we all know that shouldn't happen. Uh, well, so yeah. it was but very it hush hush, sneaky, yeah. sneaky. <laughs> I'm young, I'm silly. I, I think it's something. Yeah. You know, we're yeah. staying off base in his house. All my stuff is there. Okay. And again, he passes away with another first lieutenant. They they crash. Uh I have to cover the story. Oh Jesus. I happen to be there when they clean out his uh, place, his house. Yeah. And I remember one of his buddies going, oh, my God, look at this. And it's all my stuff. It's all my clothing. Oh, yeah. Everything I was keeping there. And he's like, I didn't know he was seeing anybody. And I'm literally just sitting there like, keep it together. Quick, quick crying. Right. You know, I remember being escorted out because they thought I just couldn't handle the scene. But little did they know we had been dating for like two months. Yeah, unbelievable. That's traumatic. And it was pretty traumatic. I remember writing his mother 
in an anonymous fashion because we shared a lot of Florida stories and a yeah. lot of weather and yeah. You know, and I remember telling her what a great guy I thought he was. Uh, Nobody ever knew. Oh no. Nope. They packed the stuff. They said they'd try to find out who it was, but they never did because nobody ever approached me. But his, uh, him and his co-pilot, they, they crashed or they do you both, know what happened to it? They both crashed. They were coming from a night flight. They were running a sortie mission of sorts. What I was told they were coming from night to day and they were still on, I don't want to call it radar, but they yeah. were still, they weren't, they couldn't see anything. They're simply following their, equipment yeah yeah and they crashed into the side of a mountain or oh, what i hear you know we do we do so much of that in the military where we make the dangerous kind of routine that you forget that yeah those guys risk their lives every time they go up yeah yeah absolutely is that what motivated you to get out no no not at all oh, i okay. had i met a staff sergeant who worked at the post office and okay. we started dating <laughs> and my sergeant at the time warned me, <laughs> stay away, stop, focus on your career. And of course, again, young and silly, don't, don't listen. But that's not, that's not just women. That's men. That's everybody at that that's age. Everybody. That's that age. Right. And if, and if you're told not to, it's like, oh, I really can't yeah, do it even more. <laughs> it's that little tease. Okay. Yeah. I can do it anyway. That's right. So we date. We end up getting married. Uh, he's got 10 years in. He's He's been around a while. I'm yeah. thinking he's stable, got his house, car, second job, the whole nine yards. I'm pregnant like immediately. Oh, I geez. guess on our honeymoon, it was like instantaneous. Oh, uh, and then I get the information I'm going to Turkey for, for you know, my next oh. assignment. And I find out I'm pregnant. Oh, man. And they say, we'll give you 30 days. And that meant they will give me 30 days after I have her to be with her. And then I leave for six months. Wow. Was that, and, oh, so that wasn't your next assignment. That was just going to be a. That was just a brief work thing. That wasn't my next oh, assignment. Oh, man. That was, we, you got to go do this job. Yeah. And I, I wasn't okay with that. Now, I honestly would have stayed, but at the time, my husband, then husband, says, I'll stay in because, of course, he's got 10 years. He's yeah. been in. He's done the time. He's set. And I'll be get out and, you know, be the military wife. And, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and of course, that didn't happen. <laughs> That's a whole nother story. But he ends up incarcerated. Oh, he ends up geez. at Lake and Heath. He's busted down to rank. Bad conduct discharge, the whole nine yards. And I am now, I've already outsourced and I've put my, my request in Yeah, just for him to go to jail. And I'm like, oh my God, I oh, never yeah. got it. I would not have gotten out. Oh, really? Yeah, I wouldn't. I actually, I really love the service. I love the people. I love the TDYs. I love the travel. Yeah. I love my job. Well, I just, I just really enjoyed being, I love the idea of being a mother too. And, it, and that's great to hear. And that's what a conflict did you have to go through for that? And I suppose, I, I suppose you could have, but my God, it's hard enough being alone and a woman and in the and environment. And now you had a child and still yeah. trying to do a military career. Yeah. 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 yeah it makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. 
yeah, it was a roller coaster time, that's for sure. Uh, well, yeah, if you look back at all of it, it's it's never a straight line, right? It's always no, because people think you're in the service. The life doesn't happen. Life is still going on. You're still married. You still have arguments. You still have, you know, yeah. what I mean, life still yeah. happens. You just have to do it while performing at the top of your game and, it's, and showing up. And yeah, and it's much harder in the service to do any of that stuff than it is in the civilian world because you know. Yeah, you you have to you have to answer for it. Yep, yep, yeah. absolutely. And they are they are still, and even probably today, even with all the rule changes and uh, regulation changes and trying to make things easier, it's still an unbending force. You know that you have to comply with. You have yeah. to move when they want you to move. You have to go TDY when they want you to TDY. So, uh, yeah, it's I, I think it's much harder than in civilian life. So, yeah, I, I think know. it can be. Yeah. All right, let's let's finish this. Tell me your funniest story. Oh, oh well, I, I do remember, but this is going back to basic. Okay. Okay, we were still in greens. You're not getting this you'd be to use yet. Oh, you're in the pickle suits. Uh, yeah, you're still in the greens. And uh, my clothes were very big because, you know, they're not tailored for you. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. They're not tailored. And the combat boots were literally a size and a half too big. Oh, for no. Me. And I had to shove socks in them so I wouldn't come out of them. Okay. And I remember lacing around my ankles like two and three times. <laughs> Jeez, so i could keep them on i eventually got better ones but yeah, yeah they were massive i remember flopping around in them quite a bit oh, it was pretty sad oh <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah see it's all that little stuff all the uniform stuff always gets everybody right well you know being a road guard i remember road guards out and you oh. run out there and i ran to the wrong road <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> I was stopping the other side, and, and I got yelled at for like ten minutes. Pay attention, Barack. Get your ass back! Yeah, in you don't know where you're going. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> a lot of embarrassing stories. I fell down a flight of stairs and ended up in the. <laughs> A flight of stand. Oh, wait, back up. You got to tell down, me how that happened. Well, you know, hill toe, hill toe, against the wall, against the wall. Yeah. Going yeah. down the stairs, and we're on the third floor, and I just took an entire. Oh, <laughs> I took a liberty with that one and just went straight down a flight of stairs. In front of everybody else? In front of everybody. And once they got done laughing and helped me out, they had to take me to the infirmary, of course. Oh, I, hurt my, I hurt my knee, but I remember. God, so many silly ones. Uh, we're out in parade and we're standing at attention. And even when we go to rest, I must have had a wisdom tooth giving me problems. Yeah. Because <laughs> I passed out face down on the parade oh. field. I just oh, really? Face, I just face planted. You mean they like walk. the like like when you're at attention for a long time and people go I, down? We were actually at attention, then they put us at rest, and we're standing there. You know, you like spread hands behind you, and yeah, you're trying yeah. to look your best. And I just face planted. Oh, jeez! Fell, fell My nose was all scuffed up. They walked me to the dentist. And I ended up having my wisdom teeth pulled that night. <laughs> wow! Jeez, that was painful. You didn't uh, go into the person in front of you, did you? <laughs> No, no, I didn't. Oh, good. Cause I've seen that. But, happen but, you know, I, for everybody who's been to San Antonio, you know, the cords, they're gravel, they're quite yeah. uncomfortable, yeah. or at least they were. Yeah. 
yeah, that was not a that was not one of my best moments. <laughs> Other than flopping around in my oversized boots. I was a mess. That's I remember great. Of course, you don't wear jewelry, you don't wear makeup for women, and right. then you come time for your pictures. And I remember these girls scrambling around this room, our barracks, trying to find oh anything, eye pencils and regular pencils and trying to burn them so they could put a little makeup on. And oh, no. <laughs> I, that was a nightmare. Some girl stabbed herself in the eye with a hot pencil trying to put on eyeliner. And it was, I'm like, I'm going natural. I can't do that. Yeah. You know, it is funny because I, I remember seeing, you know, the barracks full of guys and, and uh, just the goofy stuff they do hygiene wise and all that mm -hmm. stuff. Did you never hear about the females? You know, I, I, you guys are all coming goofy. out just perfect, right? You, you know, you still, you're still that little girl inside that wants to impress the cute <laughs> one and you're like scrambling around. We have no hair and we're dressed like men, but yeah, you can look cute with that little bit of makeup. It's going to make the difference. <laughs> You know, <laughs> that first dance, they let you go to that dance and oh. we were just, remember the dance? Yeah, that sure. One dance. That sure. was so sad. Did they everybody make was too embarrassed to dance with anybody. It was just, we were <laughs> so, sitting there like a bad 80s love story. It was, well, yeah, it was it's like a John Hughes film. You're, you're yeah, back you're just the... staring at each other going, you ask, you ask, you ask. It was, <laughs> it was ridiculous. I would have thought for... Somebody forthcoming like yourself, maybe you would have made the first move over there. Okay, so the I'm going to give in. I'm going to tell you one more story, and this okay. is embarrassing. All right. So I was a very loud child. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to put it nicely, uh, I didn't have a lot of friends in basic training. Didn't have it. We'll just put that there. All right. Uh, so I remember. So I don't know if you remember basic training since you were in much longer than me. But you, you really weren't privileged to sit on the furniture. You know what I mean? Oh, I remember rules like that, of course. Sure. Yeah, you had you were sitting on the floor. Yeah. So you were just crap. You're on the floor. Once you once you make it through, you can sit on furniture. So I was so disliked at one point in this adventure of mine that my tech sergeant, <laughs> oh. he gets me up. He draws a circle on the chalkboard. He has me come up to the chalkboard and stick my nose into it. Oh, no. He does. He goes. And then he slowly went around this room my entire flight and made every girl there tell them, tell me what they didn't like about me. Wow. Yeah. You were really strong-willed then. And they had a lot to say. Oh, no. <laughs> they had a lot to say. Well, you know, it ended better than it sounded because at the end of it, it's like, I'm so glad we finally met. Da, da, da. I'm glad you made it through a lot of those. <laughs> you know, wow. and you signed that little yearbook. I'm, I'm so glad we made it through. I, you know, I would imagine um, it's humiliating as that was for you. Uh, the people or your flight members that saw you make it through that probably had more admiration for you to get through that than anything. You know, it, <laughs> they may not have admitted I, it. But I, I want to say to anybody who recognizes my voice and is listening, I'm sorry. I was, <laughs> <laughs> but since you know, my brother, I'm going to blame a lot of them. <laughs> well, you got to stand up to him. He right? tormented me. I, I so. can see that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I can see that. Um, but he also gave you at least a thick enough skin 
to get through something like that. Absolutely. You know, I wouldn't, I, I can laugh now at the time, not so much, but I wouldn't have traded it. There was a lot of growing up in that time. A lot of growing up. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, I attribute it, I attribute the service to the man I've become because of some of that humbleness that I had to eat when I was going you know? through it. You know? Exactly. To this day, I preach to all four of my kids. There's a flag flying outside of my house right now, and it's not something you should take for granted. Ah, God bless you. You know, former Airman First Class Shelly Perez. Thank you for taking the time today. It's been a privilege to get your story. My pleasure. <laughs> On behalf of A1C Perez, I'd like to thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the show, and if you did, please leave a like and a comment and share the podcast with someone else. And, as always, make sure to download the next episode for more service origin stories. So until next time, on your feet, fall out!